Oh, Shalom Aleichem. Guten Erev Shabbos Parshas Yisro. There's a question that many, many people ask. It starts off the Parsha by Yishma Yisro. Koen Midian Chazim Moshe. It's called Shashar Hashem Elokim. Shashar Hashem Elokim the Moshe Yisrael Moshe Yisrael Mimitzrayim. And then, basically, it says by a few Pesukim letters, it says by Yavo Yisro. And it seems to be that Rashi addresses a question that of all the things that Yisro had witnessed, basically the whole world was witness to it as well. In other words, that you see that Kabbalah, that the Maimon Har Sinai or Kriyas Yamsuf and Muhammad Salamalek, which is the main things Rashi brings down, every body of water in the world had split. So everybody knew something crazy was going on. Nochemes Amalek, maybe not as great, but the you know the local newspaper and the social medias, everybody was talking about how the Jews left Mitzrayim, and then all of a sudden Amalek attacks. So they were like, oh, the Jews aren't so high and mighty. So everybody was aware of these things. It wasn't like somebody was banned from social media. The, the Chazal tell us that the world was aware of these things. So why didn't everybody else come to join Klal Yisrael? And that's basically what Rashi is addressing. He says, Ma shmua shama uba. What was it that Yisro heard and caused him to make a choice to leave his comfort zone and come join Klal Yisro? That's what shmua shama uba. You usually call it deherd. He like he understood, and therefore I've got to do something about it. And that was the that's what really Rashi is trying to de- address. And the answer, as he says, is, is the Kriyos Yamsuf and Melchemes Amalek. So Kriyos Yamsuf, I understand, unbelievable miracles, Rasa Shifcha Bayam, Mashallah, Ben Buzi, even a maidservant, somebody who didn't have such a rife, you know, spiritual connection, per se, being a servant, they saw greater than the Navi Yecheskel saw. And Rabbi Cheskel spent his days in meditation, his bodhidus, and trying to connect to Kosh Baruch Hu. It was all about Ruchnius and the Sifra, so more. So we understand, okay, that's pretty impressive. But Milchamas Amalek, Milchamas Amalek, if you remember, at the end of last week's Parsha, was when Moshe Rabbeinu would lift his hands, they'd win, and we put them down, they'd not win. The Amalek would start winning. What does that mean? What does it mean that a Amalek would start winning? Does it mean Yidin got killed? How did that happen? And I think that this is the Nekuda that caused Yitzhak to come. Because Chazal tells us that Yitzhak was a comer, was a priest for every Avodazara that ever was. He, a few years Episcopalian, a few years, you know, I don't know, Buddhist, a few years um, Krishna, I don't know. He, he, he tried it all, right? And when he heard this, he said, nah, this is different. One of the common denominators is that almost every religion always focuses on how great their religion is, how awesome their religion is, how perfect their religion is, how perfect their prophets are. Infallible. For if you were to even, you know, make a diagram or an image of their prophet, oh wow, that's that's degrading the image of their of their deity, of their prophet. Which is nuts. I understand God, but a person? Okay, go figure. But this is what caused Yisro to change and come. 
is because not only did he see Kriyas Yamsuf, which was all unbelievable, but he also saw Milchemes Amalek. He saw that the Jews were fallible, that people could attack them despite how high and mighty they were, and that God was still behind them even though God was giving them a message. And I think that that's what Yisrael saw. Now that's true religion. Not hiding anything, not hiding the, the downsides. And that makes sense. So that's one idea I want to share. Um, the other thing is, of course, the Sersa Dibros. We know that that the Sersa Dibros is a tremendous schooler for everything, basically. For healing, for unbelievable things. They say the Kriya is Ma'orer. Hearing the laning arouses our neshama to reconnect to Maimet Harsinai. Now, Maimet Harsinai was another event or advent that is never, should never be forgotten. As every day we're supposed to say, Zechor um that we stood at Mount Sinai. That's a message that we need a daily reminder of. That it's not just something that we heard. You know, it's our neshamas were there. We have to try to have what when we learn Torah, it's supposed to resonate. That you call um Yom every time you learn Torah it should be new. To be as if you got it at Har Sinai today. That's really what the message is supposed to be. And I think that that's, um, if, if you see how awe inspiring the whole Maimon Har Sinai was, I mean, so much so that the, the mountain was filled with smoke and lightning and, and sounds and thunder, unbelievable stuff. But it says, that Vachol Ha'am Roim Asakolas and all the nations saw the sound. Now Roim actually says that they saw, and this is a proof that everybody who was blind was healed and then was able to to see. Otherwise, how would the Pasuk say? Because it's the Ubnei Yisrael Roim and the Jews saw. Is it Chol Ha'am that every person saw? That means even if you were blind, now you're able to see. And basically, gets also deaf and mute. Vyanu then responded, so they were able to speak. I'm not going into details, but there's one nakuda that I always am fascinated by: is the They all saw the sound, which Rashi, of course, says, "Roim esanishma." They saw what is only heard. It is impossible to have that experience in another place. Now, we know Har Sinai is special, but what does it mean in another place? There's a Medrash in the Medrash Tehillim. It might be Medrash Shochotov towards the end. And it says that when HaKadosh Baruch gave the Torah in Har Sinai, he actually took the top of Har HaMoria and he implanted it or subplant, I don't know, put it on top of Harsinai. And why did he do that? So I think that the, the Mokom is something that is fascinating. We all know that the Mokom of the Kodesh of Kedoshim was above that primordial rock 
the Evan Hashasiya, the rock of foundation, of formation, where the whole world kind of evolved from. It was the first piece of something material in the whole universe. Everything was just spirituality till Hashem started with the physical in that place. And the reason why Hashem took that, like a piece of challah dough from the top of Har Maria and put it on top of Har Sinai, was in order to have this effect. That this makom, when like Moshe Rabbeinu went there, the place that you're standing on is holy. This is holy. That means that there's something that could happen here that cannot happen in other places. And why is that? It's because when Kodesh Baruch Hu, before he created the world, at the moment of creation, the world had no concept of time. As a matter of fact, the Sforno says, gracious, that Kodesh Baruch Hu created the concept of a beginning. Because everything just was. Everything was just being in the here and now. But past and the future were all experienced simultaneously. The way HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks upon the world now. And therefore, when the Torah was given on Har Sinai, the Achdus of Kal Yisrael, the love they had, because it says, Vayichan Sham Yisrael Neged Ahar, that the Jewish people camped as one by the mountain. And Rashi says, Ki Ishechad Belevechad, like one person with one heart. I don't know how many people you know have two hearts. But they said the Achdus was so solid that they had, um, they had, they had such unity that is like they were one person. And what does it mean, one heart? Because we each have a Yetzir Tov and a Yetzahara. And of course, Chazal says that the Yetzir Tov is on the right side of the heart and the Yetzir is on the left side of the heart. But either which way, there's, a, we're all pulled in different directions. But because we had such beautiful achtas with each other, and we had worked on the 50 days of leaving Mitzrayim till we got to Har Sinai, and we perfected ourselves, both between us and Hashem, and between us and our fellow Jews. And we had such achtas and such kedusha that we were now had been elevated to that perspective of Adam Arishan before the sin. And it says that Adam Arishan before the sin Chazal said was able to row at me sofa olamat sofa. He was able to see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. He was able to see from the beginning of time to the end of time. He saw everything. Why? Because he was at the perspective of a Kodesh Even though time had already started there, but at that, they say, Chazal tell us that the world was in suspended animation until Yom Hashishi, till the sixth day of Sivan, when the Jews would take the Torah then the world would have a license to continue. Otherwise, it would revert to emptiness and nothing. And therefore, everything came to a standstill, waiting to see, are the Jews going to take the Torah or not? And that's why when, you know, the, the Chazal tell us that when we t- took the Torah, a bird in flight kind of like froze mid-flight. You know, all the animals, even the humans, everybody froze in the middle of whatever they were doing. The only thing that moved was when the, the people heard their neshama says, what do we want to be stuck and limited in this physical body? And they flew out of their bodies in order to be davak to Kosh Baruch Hu. And Kosh Baruch says, no, 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 the purpose is to come and serve me with the physical. That's the right. purpose. I don't need more angels. Go back to the bodies and serve me from there. Lo There should be no other gods. They flew out again. Hashem said, no, no, go back. 
And the Maimon Harsina was such an unbelievable experience because it was so clear how true everything was. And this is why we have to remember this every day. And this is why that they're able to see things from God's vantage point in such clarity as if there was no time in their realm as well. And that's why uh, it's incumbent upon us to approach Torah as if today is being given. And many, many tzaddikim, especially the the Chernobyl Rebbe, the Mori Naim, he, he writes all the time that the Torah has to be applicable to each person at all times. There's a message from Hashem that I open up a Sefer and I'm, I'm reading something and, and Hashem wants me to know this message. It's for me. It's for us. And we can apply it at all times. Let's say you're a, a Yisrael and you're learning something about Kohanim. What does that have to do with you? Maybe your son-in-law will be a Kohen. We don't know. There's a lot of things and these images will be built and somebody wants to know the Allah. If you learned, you could help them. The Torah applies to everybody at all times. And that's part of the perspective we have to have. And of course, that Hashem should help us all internalize that and recognize that Baruch Hu entrusts us. He brings us to life every day and wants us to live, be alive. He loves us and He wants us to be successful and connected to Him. May, I, may we all to feel that. We want to have Dveikas, the famous Pasuk, and you are all connected to Hashem, your God. How do you know you're connected to Hashem, your God? Because That's the Chernobyl Rebbe goes to town on that. How do you know you're, that you are connected? Because you're alive. Your very life force is a sign that there's a spark of God residing inside of you. And He wants you and He loves you. And hopefully we'll all be able to develop ourselves to recognize this and to be able to serve him the best way possible. Zaydi Bench, have an amazing Shabbos.